It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Know what you need to know and what's it all about. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode three. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And I'm Tom O'Keefe. Hello. Hello. Oh, so we've done two of these now. And on this one, we have uh, Scott Farr talking about... He's going to be talking about Fast Times at Palatin High. You think I would remember that because it's about a movie. Well, I mean, it's not about a movie, but it shares its name with a movie. Well, don't tell him everything. Will it's... there be Phoebe Cates? <laughs> you have to stay tuned to find out. Because that could be embarrassing. You know what happens with Phoebe Cates in that movie. I, I actually... Don't. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Moving right along. People listening, don't tell her. I'll be in trouble. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so we 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 just flew in from New York, and boy, are our arms tired. <laughs> so we've had a long week. We have. Yeah. We were at Home Rider Invasion. I was going to say that you dragged me to Home Rider Invasion, but that's not really true. Right. We were there for a couple of reasons, and right. actually, mine was was secondary. Sadly enough. Well, it was. It kind of worked that I had something that I needed. To do in New York Because I'm a nerd Yes And so you were kind enough To let me do The Mystery Science Theater 3000 Kickstarter campaign Correct And we bought one of the packages Where we got to kind of Hang out with the cast And work on writing a, a short Like a short film If you've never seen Mr. Science Theater 3000 Let me back this up In case these people don't know In case there aren't nerds listening It was a show that was on Comedy Central And then Sci-Fi Where they would watch old movies They'd be in silhouettes Along the bottom Making fun of them it lasted about 10 years It went away They brought it back And now it's on Netflix We'll before it got on a Netflix, they ran a Kickstarter. Crystal and I did it. And by Crystal and I, I mean she let me because <laughs> she's really nice and stuff. And uh, so we were there on Saturday. I get to be like, it's kind of like, you know, those rock and roll fantasy camps. Yeah, it, that's it, pretty much exactly what it, it was. It was like that, but for nerds that think they're funny. Yeah. And so that's what I did on Saturday. But on Friday. On Friday, we got to go to the uh, Home Rider Invasion cocktail party where yeah. we got to meet all the instructors and a ton of people from the actual Pilotin community. We met most of the instructors That's true I feel like there was one You wouldn't let me go near Well we didn't go near Stephen Little Well but you had already met Stephen Little That's true So there was one You wouldn't let me go near Well actually two To be honest Oh I was only aware of the one Well I never saw I never saw J- uh, Jennifer Jacobs When we were leaving I saw her walk by Now who was the one That you you took one look at And you were like No You're getting nowhere <laughs> near her uh, Jess King She was She was dressed in a cat suit She is amazing Like incredibly Intimidating Amazing I didn't I didn't I don't notice other women Right I only have eyes for you I didn't purposely Keep you from Sure her, No let's go with that <laughs> Let's go with that <laughs> Oh If they could hear The face you're making <laughs> But it was a fantastic time It was We had a great time It was nice We got to meet A lot of other people We met the the Mills We did meet the Mills And we, may, we met uh, Paige Davis And and uh, I saw Yanina I did not get to meet her But I did see her And on Saturday We went to The big Palatin Rooftop garden party And that was awesome We got to meet A whole bu- 
bunch more people. Even though it was moved from the rooftop garden. It, it wasn't it was. his fault. It was no, weather stuff. It was weather. And actually, the rooftop did open an hour after we were there. We just never made it up there. I think the hotel, they were being a bunch of nervous Nellies because there was nothing wrong, wrong with the weather. No, it was it was fine. I mean, it was raining a little bit early in the evening, but it was fine by the time yeah, we got there. But, but we, we did get there a little bit late. We had a great time. We had so much fun. And I don't normally enjoy myself at stuff like that. Well, the Peloton community is awesome. They are so fun and welcoming. Tom LaBelle is so fun. Thank you for putting together the party so that everybody was able to come. And thank you for organizing that. And uh, thank you to everybody who came. And he did it for a good cause, too. Yeah, he did it for a great cause. So Robin is one of the writers. And she was collecting money for cancer research. And she had just had a portion of her lung removed. And uh, so it was Blackout Melanoma, the writers who wrote for that. And any extra money that Tom had made, he actually donated to that organization. So he covered his costs and all the profits went to... Went to Robin's organization, the research. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. And it was a great time. It was... I might have drank a little. I don't normally drink. I'm not a big drinker. He's don't let not. Just because I'm Irish, <laughs> you don't need to think I'm a big drinker. You're racist. <laughs> but, but as a people, we have been genetically bred to drink. I had one or five. Yeah. Well, uh, whatever they were making with the uh, fireball, that was a big hit with you. It was because it tasted like candy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, candy. That makes me feel tingly. I'll take it. And they had a, a raffle and we actually won part of the raffle, which was I never win those. So I was really excited. It was it was towels for my bike and it was towels and it was also a little soap kit. It was Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it <laughs> it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually 
really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread. Like I did not feel like I was giving up something. I was surprised at how big each slice of bread was. Here's the real test of a piece of bread. (laughs) I didn't make a sandwich with these. I just had toast. Which you love because you have toast almost every day. I do. It was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that I've ever had. And if you're doing the math, it's zero to one grams of net carbs, zero gram sugar and high in fiber. So don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. It's awesome. Time for the clip out to talk about tech. So what are some recent technological developments in the Peloton world of Pelotonitis. <laughs> I love these new words you keep coming up well, with. I can come up with new words. You know why? Why? Because I am on a pod show gram. As long as you add payload to the front. A payload pod show gram. <laughs> We're all good. I wanted to talk about new technology Peloton has recently added, specifically for those of us who follow the heart rate training. They've actually added several things recently. One is that they added heart rate percentages. So for a while, they've had the zones added to the bike. So you can actually see which zone you're in. There's five of them. But more recently, they added the actual percentage. So you can see, am I really close to zone three? Am I solidly in zone two? It's great to be able to see the percentages. It's super helpful. If you say so. (laughs) (laughs) Again, for those of us that follow. And another thing that they did, which I just love how the the people who are monitoring the Facebook page, I love how they take the suggestions from the writers and they make it happen. There have been several times people have said, you know, that's great that you added the heart rate information, but now it's way over in the corner. And if I'm riding my bike and I'm, I might be standing up or I might be leaning back and I can't see the heart rate percentage and I never pay attention to the calories. So can you flip it? And sure enough, they did. They flipped it recently. And now whenever you're riding your bike and it's over in the corner, you can still see it if you want to, but you can also just ignore it. And so you can see the heart rate percentages and information much better. It's it's great that they're that responsive to people's requests. It is. It's they really pay attention and they're really innovative and they're always changing things and adding. And to that point, a third thing that they added regarding what heart- a third thing. I know, I know, but it was like heart rate. You know, I just wanted to put it all together. Sure. Even more recently, they added a heart rate connection for the Peloton app. So prior to this, if you were riding somewhere else, let's say you were traveling and you were on, you were in a hotel and you were using the Peloton app, maybe on your iPhone or an iPad. You could not see what your heart rate percentages were through the Peloton app. And uh, so they just recently changed that. So if you're using a Bluetooth or an ANT heart rate monitor, now you can see what your heart rate percentage is on the app and follow along. Again, for those of us that follow heart rate training, it's a great thing. I see your face. (laughs) It's time for news of the Peloton. Speaking of traveling, yes, this kind of goes right into the the app thing that you were just talking about with the agreement that Peloton just signed with Westin Hotels. Very exciting news. Peloton and Westin actually just announced a partnership. So now Peloton bikes are going to be offered in Westin fitness centers and even guest rooms. That's right. We can travel and there could be a Peloton in the room. I mean, I wouldn't even have to leave to exercise. And so the, the guest rooms... so. 
they're not it's not everywhere it's only at some of the Westin hotels so far I'm hoping that they keep adding and uh, I'm hoping that I can get somebody to talk to at, at Westin yeah. they, they did not reply to my requests but we're not uh, important enough yet yeah now it's the isn't it was a Starwood it's Starwood so Starwood is kind of the parent company and then they have several hotel chains underneath that and one of them is Westin okay so so far it's only the Westin chain gotcha. that's doing this and uh, the guest rooms you can get the Peloton in the guest rooms within Chicago, Houston, Kansas City, Los Angeles, and Boston. However, you can also use Peloton bikes in the fitness centers in Austin, Detroit, Denver, New York City, Palo Alto, Philadelphia, San Francisco, San Diego, and Seattle. Well, that's great for people that travel a lot. And and I would think that, you know, uh, this isn't an inexpensive endeavor. Right. I mean, there's a lot of value to it, but there's also a pretty good upfront cost. Yeah. And, And something I should mention is this is not the bike that we all have in our homes. This is the new bike they, that Peloton released this year that's built with having it in chains in mind. Like it's it's to be used at a commercial grade rather than a home grade. It's the newer bike, the newer bike design. And is the newer tablet. It does have the newer tablet. And something else with the newer bike that uh, I wish that I could try out and, and I'm hoping they add to home bikes is that you can actually move the handlebars forward and backward. And it's it's on, uh, call it pneumatics. So right. it's like you, you just whoosh whoosh and it goes back and forth. Does it make that noise? I don't I don't know because I, I hope not. It doesn't sound like that would be very good for your bike. <laughs> and it and whatever mechanism that is, I believe that it also does that with the raising and lowering of the seat. But I actually probably shouldn't say that because I haven't seen it in person. You know, if you could move the handlebars, I could ride on the handlebars like E. T. Well then I couldn't see the tablet. Oh, that wouldn't work. <laughs> just a thought. So is that my consolation prize? Is that how I get you on the bike? You can right. ride the handlebars. If you do all the pedaling. <laughs> I will get on the bike. Well, maybe they just need a tandem Peloton. That's what Ellen was pushing for. That's right. She was. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen, that was genius. I feel like I should go because I started talking about how the bike's expensive. And I was, well, I was going to say that it's like that because of that, that because of that, there's a lot of people, I think, that have the sorts of jobs where they do have to travel a lot because they're probably making pretty good money. So, so I think it's, it's their demographic. Their demographic, as we say in marketing, have jobs where they, they travel a lot for work and they're on the road a lot. And this allows them to still use a Peloton bike. So I think that's really smart that they're, they're tapping into that industry or that the travel industry for people like that. And I would like to point out, and you can back me up on this. You said it day one. I said it day one. I'm like, they need to get these things in hotels because a lot of these people travel for work and they're going to be like, I'm on the road. I want my Peloton. And if it comes down between a, a Marriott or a Hilton and one has has the bike and one doesn't, they're going to go with the other one. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure this is just kind of a test market for them just to see. Yeah, how, how it's going to work out. And I just, just a little interesting tidbit. It doesn't mean anything other than I found it interesting. But whenever I was searching for Peloton and and Starwood, I thought it was funny that one of the former workers of former employees of Starwood now is at a top position at Peloton. So I feel like maybe that particular individual mm-hmm. had some some say in this particular they, development. They helped broker that deal. They did. I think they made it all come together. I smell synergy. I love it. I did want to mention that for those of you that do travel, uh, I saw some posts on Twitter that Weston will allow you to move your honors rewards from other hotels to Weston rewards. So I have not confirmed that for myself. 
but I we think it's pretty cool. We saw a couple tweets where somebody was like, oh, this makes me want to stay there instead. Can I move my points? And, and they chimed right in on Twitter like, absolutely. Yeah, which, again, was very smart on Weston's part. Yeah, so you might have to ask, but it sounds like if you do, they might be amenable to such an, such an arrangement. Yeah, feel free to reach out to us and tell us if you did. Yeah, and if, if they say anything, just tell them that uh, the people over the clip out said it was okay. <laughs> yeah, that'll have weight. We got lots of weight. <laughs> well, you have less weight than you used to. <laughs> I do. Because of Peloton. It's all com- it all comes back to Peloton. So our interview on this episode is with Scott Farr from Fast Times at Peloton High. Checking in with the Peloton community. Well, why don't why don't you start with uh, telling us exactly what is Fast Times at Peloton High? Okay, so Fast Times at Peloton High is a group that that I started based on looking to accomplish a couple of things. Right, as as newer riders come into the Peloton community, some of which aren't even aware of the f- fact that Peloton has a Facebook presence. Right, I mean, when I bought the bike, I didn't know any of that. I just saw the commercial. But but what what they find when they get in there is that they're they're immersed in this huge community and they're completely alone. Right. So there's tribes that have propped up all over and each coach has one or more tribes. And those those tribes are are, um, cobbled together with people that have been around since the beginning, right, since the Kickstarter campaign or shortly after they're tight knit groups. It's almost impossible to penetrate them or they're they're not even available to you. They're hidden groups that you have no idea exist. And so as you get into these rides, you know, you're you're in a you're in a ride with two, three hundred people right now or a thousand. Right. If it's if it's a weekend ride Um, and, and it's. It's crazy to be around that many people, but be completely alone or cut off. And so the the point of Fast Times was to create a group that would help those those individuals find engagement, right? Stay on their bikes, stay connected, but also find accountability where we are depending on them to ride and they're depending on us to, to support them, right? So that was the, the whole point of Fast Times at Peloton High was to give all of the misfits or the, the people that didn't have a tribe a place to go and they could focus with one common theme and get it going. Now, the namesake, right? The the fast times piece of it. When I looked around and I talked to the other tribes, right? I went to, uh, I, won't, I won't mention any trainers names because um, I, I don't want to uh, do that. But, you know, like I went to a, a specific tribe of a trainer I really liked. I liked their specific style and I liked their classes. And I said, hey, what if I did a, an event for this trainer? And they do, were like back off. Like this is our tribe. We have the, the stuff and, and don't do that. So when I, when I turned around and I looked at Jennifer Jacobs, she had a Friday morning 80s class. I'm in my 40s. And so 80s music is a huge piece of my my you know youth and my growing up. And she had a class that was actually called a need for speed class. So I've kind of put two and two together and said, well, if she's teaching a need for speed class, she certainly couldn't complain about having a race. I mean, the point of that class is to, to go fast. Right. Yeah. And uh, when I, re- yeah. And when I reached out to her specific tribe or the individuals, I reached out to three individuals that I saw on her leaderboard a lot. They just took me right under their wing. They were just super excited that I would even think to do that. I got the typical, you know, Facebook group stuff, which is like, yeah, yeah, you're going to make it three weeks, but hey, we appreciate you giving it a shot. Um, we, we, we know the I, feeling. <laughs> yeah, it's the weirdest thing. It's like they offer to support you, but they just want you to know that this isn't going to work. And so I kind of, I love that because I thought if I got 20 people in this group, but they were 20 people that I could carry forward for the next six months or a year and ride with consistently, that would be plenty for me 
me to feel connected and engaged with the product. And it would keep me from sleeping in on Fridays and, and just becoming detached. So right? where, where have you ended up? Did you hit your 20 or did you surpass it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we had eight. We had eight the first week and it was all individual. Okay. We had had about 10 the second week, no advertisement, nothing. Just people uh, saw that we were racing and said, hey, I'd like to do that. As you guys probably can guess, when you go individual with a product like this, where it's in a couple hundred, it's on a couple hundred thousand apps and it's in 80,000 homes right now. The chance of Dave down the street having the same calibration that Scott has here and then Mike, the other direction, it's poor at best, right? Because the, it's it's just an imperfect machine. Okay. If that and, makes sense. Sure. So and and we you had, also we run the risk go, of, yeah. you would also run the risk of the hyper competitive people gaming their machine. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because they just, they want that sense of victory. Right. About three weeks in, we hit that 20 number and we had to go to teams because it got to the point where I was having to manually cut people out of the score sheet. Like Mike, so I was being serious about Dave and Mike. Dave, Dave lives on the left of me and Mike lives on the right of me within about six blocks. And so we met at a Colorado meetup, right? The, another one of those kind of secret groups you have to find. And each state and city has a, a Peloton community, I believe. Colorado certainly does. And uh, Dave is just in phenomenal shape. I mean, he's just in way better shape than I am at this point in my life. And he can beat me by about 120 output. And I think that's fair and I'm okay with that. But Mike is a regular, Mike looks like me. I mean, we, you know, <laughs> we look like a couple guys that had kids and sat on the couch, you know, and he's pumping five, 600 more output in the same 45 minute class than I am. And to put that in comparison, it's almost double what I'm able to do. When the score sheet came out, obviously, you know, those 23 people are going to complain pretty loudly if I put Mike at the top, even though that's where he placed. So that's where in week three, we switched to a team concept where we would balance and scale the teams. And at that point in time, I had a couple of volunteers come forward and say, hey, look, uh, we've been thinking about this for a while. We think we can help you out. And I, of course, was more than happy to take any, uh, again, the, the whole point of this is inclusiveness, right? So anybody that asks me to help or, or offers to come in, we just bring them right in. And and that's that's how that started. And, and yeah, we, we certainly made 23. As of this morning, we're up to 514 <laughs> Look at that. active community members. So yeah, what, what sort of, ele- sorry, what, what sort of elements do you take into consideration to kind of weight or handicap people so it can be competitive, but still achievable for people at different skill levels? Yeah, so that, and that's been an evolution and that still evolves. Uh, uh, Terry is connected with the site. So anybody that goes into the page will see Terry. She has been just the best thing that's happened to this group. Uh, she's come in and built all of the forms and so added a lot of the automation that is is what makes it possible to run a weekly event with that many people in it. And what we do, if I can just make the math simple for everyone. Please Last make it week we had, <laughs> <laughs> we had, we had uh, 221 riders last week and the total output for the whole group, including Mike's 1,000 and my 560 and Dave's 600, was 100,000 total kilojoules of expected output, which meant if every single person hit their PR but didn't exceed it, we would have had 100,000 total points to play with. And we do a different 80s theme every week. So this week was Breakfast Club, and the Breakfast Club has five main characters. So we had five teams, and each (laughs) main character got a team. And that made the math really easy, right? Because 100 100 divided by five is 20. So each team got 20,000. And so I explain this a lot. And Mike knows I use him a lot because people immediately look at the list and say, what team is Mike on? Well, when Mike, <laughs> when his thousand slots in, I get two five hundreds, right? To balance that out. Sure. So, and I typically think two five hundreds is better because I think a couple of five hundreds or four two fifties would be perfect, right? Because the chance of four two fifties beating their PR is better.
better than the chance of Mike just blowing his out of the water. Right. Um, but as I say that, that's what that's the beauty of Terry, right? It takes the competitiveness out of it. We have a, a query in the background that randomizes where people go. And so they fly in, we divide the total output by the number of teams, and then we just fill the buckets with that number until they're full. And like last week, we I, I actually posted this on the site. We were only off by one point across the teams. We had a wow. two 1999s, two 20,001s, and a 20,000. I mean, it and was... The, and the best part is 1999 out. is still an 80s theme. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Yeah. And I think the best part is that as we grow, you end up with, you know, you end up with 10, 15 people with the exact same PR with, you know, 430, 431, and 432. And so it's really easy to balance. Sure. When you have a smaller number of riders, you don't have that flexibility. Right? So I have a question. So I noticed that um, this week, whenever I was looking at the results, I was I was uh, not in the winning team. Not that that's shocking. <laughs> I have a very low PR. But um, I noticed that uh, there was a pretty big gap between the uh, team that came in number one and the team that came in number two. So if it's if it's evenly distributed, is that just mean that they just were able to exceed their PRs? Is is that what's making that happen? No, no, that's actually our biggest challenge. So I am I'm on the team that's come in last place for the last four weeks. <laughs> and that's because as the as the person that's associated with the site, I want I want the people that are coming in to be welcomed, right? And feel feel valued and feel like they've found their home. So I take almost all the new people and we end up with about a three percent miss every week, meaning that about three percent of the riders that sign up either miss their flight or uh, they're we have a lot of nurses, so they, they get called into an emergency shift or kid gets sick or they get sick. We had a couple people that have ridden every week and they had the flu this week, so they miss. And so that's where that discrepancy comes from. That that uh, first team, which was the athlete, right, the Emilio Estevez character, and I think it's appropriate that the athletes won an yeah. athletic competition. But <laughs> it's, sure. it's also um, appropriate. But, it's also appropriate that the bully won. <laughs> Right? Isn't that normally right. how it right. works? It's the biggest <laughs> dick ends up winning. Way to go. Right. Yeah. But coincidentally, that was Terry's team. And Terry had 43 members on her team. And she had 43 people ride and report. So, I had 43 people on my team. And I had 12 people not whoa. ride. And it, it ended up being a big difference, right, in the final score. Wow. So are you working so, on a way to, to try and, like, retrofit, like, or accommodate and retrospect absences? Or is there not really a way to even allow for that. Yeah, we tried that a couple of weeks ago. We introduced the concept of a wait list right. because people would just, for whatever reason, they would miss the cutoff to request a team. And I was trying to fill people in at the last minute. But here, here's the issue with that. The issue is that if I know that you know your PR is 700 and you hit a 720 and I slide you onto a team after you've ridden, sure. then I might as well just make, I should just make up the results then at that point right. because what, that's effectively what I'm doing. So. Right. What if you you figured out a, a system. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. It just I'm no. just trying to solve the problem. What if yeah. you had a system in place like they did in bowling, where there's like a blind, and then that, and then that you can figure out like okay, people that have people normally land within X amount of their PR, and then you could have a, a system so like if these 12 people missed, if this guy's PR is normally 400, then we'll give them we'll we'll weight it at 380 or um, you know what I'm saying like and, an average yeah like like yeah. and then that way and then that way if they do miss the other people that do show up they're not penalized but they're also not taking advantage they're not it's not you also haven't incentivized people to miss so their team can win you know what i mean just a thought right right uh, you know yeah, but, i've actually just written that down oh, <laughs> as speaking. Oh, okay so the awkward silence was you writing not like you going what an idiot 
Well, he might have been thinking that. Yeah, he could have been. He wanted to write it down. He could have been been writing, what an idiot. (laughs) Yeah, that's the beauty of being, you know, eight weeks in, but only five weeks into the team. Part of it is that, like, yesterday, Terry and I um, spent almost the whole day back and forth working on the automation of the scoring, like adding adding new wrinkles that'll make it easier and quicker and more precise. And so these are conversations, this conversation of, hey, look, you know, we went from a roughly 3% a week uh, attrition, I guess, although these people aren't really leaving the site, they just couldn't ride that week for no, you know, for whatever reason. So this week, it was over 13%. It was almost 14%. And so that's a big spike. And so we have to look as a team, we have to look at, okay, is that because people are getting bored with the concept? Is it because they don't, they don't feel like the, the competition is driving them to get on the bike? Or is it really just that Jeff was, you know, hey, look, Jeff, we love you. But is it really just that Jeff got the flu and, you know, and couldn't ride and, and there, you know, it's the winter. So a lot of people are, are having that happen. Another big challenge for us is that with our nurses, and again, we have a pretty good collection of, of uh, the health health provider community. It's tough for them and it's tough for them to work, you know, 12, 14 hour shift on Friday and then they have to come home and ride an on-demand ride for Scootsy, right? I mean, they, they would love an extra day. And so I'm getting ready to kind of put that together for the, the group and ask them, hey, you know, I know we have some kind of really competitive individuals that want the scoring as soon as the race is over. And then we have other people that don't even want to know the scoring. They're just happy that they're here with a big collection that's riding together. Can we find a middle ground and maybe push the results a day or so so that more people can ride? And, and I don't you, know how that's going to be received, um, but we'll find out. Could you put could you put results out there on Saturday? Hey, this is where everybody is right now. We need to get the riders on. You know, if you haven't ridden, hurry up and ride because you're bringing your team down, you know, kind of friendly peer pressure. Yeah, it's it's strange. I did that a couple weeks ago. I tagged a bunch of people in and said, hey, if, if you can get it in, you know, you're kind of the last pieces to the puzzle. And, and it was um, it was just kind of met with silence, to be honest. With you. But, um, <laughs> OK, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we, we are we're uh, and, and my thing, too, is and I just kind of want to just for you guys. Right. Because I think, you know, you're you're there with us. You know, my if, if at the end of the day, people feel like they're in a good, positive community where they were built up as opposed to torn down right then then i we've succeeded we've succeeded the results are are completely secondary to making sure that people feel like this is the right place for them to be and that's hard for my really competitive riders to hear i have a conversation weekly with people that want me to drive to mike's house and fix his bike and i have to just continue right i have to just continually tell them that hey look you know i didn't i didn't start this to feel like a big guy i mean i i competed in high school i'm good now right i started this because i didn't have a place to go and i knew there were other people like me and i wanted to give people a place to go well that's awesome how does this interface like do you have to manually enter this data or do you they're, they're using google forms okay so people yeah. put in their own stuff yeah oh okay yep. so it's like on, a, on, a, on an honor system so if there's no prizes involved you don't i mean you'd have to be a grade a douche yeah to lie about your, you you really should not lie about your i mean you'd be score. you'd be a douche no matter it's, what but if you're lying to not even win something <laughs> like that's that's even worse right yeah so what's interesting about that and i'll just anyone that hears this i think is probably good to know so i yeah the forms are basically the honor system and then you have to request the team monday through wednesday we give you a team wednesday night and then you have to come back and report your scores before saturday morning at eight forty-five a.m eastern as, as you guys can tell for me in denver my saturdays are pretty early right these last couple weeks yeah but the deal is that people people will people will i guess you'd say mistype maybe we'll say mistype right that's, that's <laughs> their friendly. scores and that's it's really friendly it's idea. amazing and so i have uh, i'm an it i've spent the last 20 years in the information technology space, specifically in databases and, and reporting and business intelligence. So I do a lot of checking. 
I do a lot of grabbing data from Peloton site and double double checking people. Now, that's not because I don't trust people and it's not because I want the score to be 100% legitimate. It's just that I want to kind of build, I want to kind of build my own trust within the group that I'm taking care of them, right? That Tom, if you ride next Friday and you beat your PR by 21 and you want some satisfaction out of that and you want your team to win, you need to know that Scott, the guy, you know, running the site is actually making sure that the scores that are being entered are legitimate. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So I do a lot of like my wife will watch House Hunters and Dancing with the Stars on Friday night and I'll be cobbling together some numbers and just kind of double checking people. <laughs> I, I think that the people I catch are, it's really rare that I catch them and it's normally coming in, not going out. Uh, the scores that people report after the race are almost always 100% legit. And when they aren't legit, it's really obvious like that they literally typed it wrong and you know there was no foul play there. It was just that the they were probably number or too fast. Yeah. Or they put like a special character because they meant to put 304 and instead it says 30 sign. You know, I mean, right. those are <laughs> innocent mistakes, right? Sure. Um, but coming in, we have a ton of people that shave, that shave off of their PR to kind of, oh. they're like, well, you know, I fixed my, you know, at 700 I got, that was a year ago and I fixed my bike and I haven't got to 700 since. And then oh, you so go funny. look at their profile and they hit, they hit an 812 two weeks ago, you know, and so Scott, I gotta those tell kind you, of things. I, I was just telling Tom, I was just telling him that like, oh man, I really hate typing in this PR because I just got this PR. You know how long it's going to take me to get this number again? Right. You were like, so I, yeah, I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't count that PR. I was on Coke back then. That's not fair. Right. I was on Coke and HGH. But, but I don't want to. Yeah. But what's great about this is that we had three weeks ago, we had 55 PRs. Last week, we had 72 PRs. And, and this Friday, we had 89. Wow. So people are, they're hitting them and they're hitting them more and more every week. And it's become a real uh, kind of source of pride, right? That, hey, you know, yeah, my team came in fifth, but I PR'd and that makes me the best version of myself today. And so I'm going to go out and live my weekend, right? Absolutely. Have a cheeseburger. That's right. No, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> have or a cheeseburger beer. with a donut. Yeah. <laughs> Guilt free. So how long have you had your bike for? I got my bike on January 25th. Th- and this I, year? I was one of the psychotic people that did like the hundred rides in the first, you know, 78 days or wow. 79 days. Cause I, I wanted to hit that milestone and I wanted to really be engaged. And I, I've loved it. Uh, now I used to spin back in 2010. I was the, you know, like you guys were saying, the idiot that got up at like 4:45 to go down to the local gym and do the spin class. Right. And and I did that for a long time and I loved it. But I didn't get the variety. I felt like every time I went in there, it was kind of the same like techno kind of dance music. Sure. And the same routine over and over and over again. And you were just praying for a guest instructor to come in because you were just so tired of the same program. And I had looked around. If you guys don't mind taking a second here, I had sure. actually looked around at other bikes, right? Like the Tour de France model. Oh, okay. no. And, and that's like my guilty pleasure sport is the Tour de France. I watch every stage. I um, record them on the, the DVR and then I watch them at night and I just love it. But if you guys look at that bike, it's got a six inch screen on it, like smaller than your backup camera in your car, like really oh, small. Wow. wow. And the other thing they don't have is they don't have the content, right? They don't have the instructors the Peloton has. They don't have the variety of classes. And so what's and on so the I screen? Just saw my, the actual stage, the stage of the tour. Oh, oh okay. okay. Got it. Okay. So you figure those, those cats, those elite riders are, are riding five hours a day, right? To get through that stage. There's 21 stages a year. If I ride all the stages historically through time and I'm half as fast as a professional rider, I'm still going to run out of rides, you know, sometime in the middle of next year. Oh, yeah. So the fact that Peloton had this giant tablet and it had 13 ish instructors plus the guests that they bring in a variety of music, a variety of courses and every single class they've ever put on has been on demand. 
friends. That was what roped me in. That that was what sold me the bike. I had no idea about the Facebook page or any of that other stuff. Yeah, we that, were talking. That we was were ta- what did it. We were talking recently how it's interesting how like when my wife bought the bike, it, I would have thought that it's going to be a solitary endeavor. Like you're not going to the gym, so you have convenience, but you're also not having the humor human interaction that you might when you go to the gym. And that it's been the experience for for her anyway has been completely the opposite. Definitely that you know that because of the the social media footprint that they have like she interacts with people and and talks about the bike and exercise in general in a way that you never have before no and i've and unlike you scott i've never been a an athlete i've never i've never exercised on a regular basis i didn't compete in high school or anything like that and so i've never enjoyed exercise and peloton has completely changed that now it's i work out five to six days a week and i love it so it's it's a game changer for me so that's awesome right does your does your wife ride the bike as well or does or or no yeah so our our marriage is interesting we we've been together you know a couple decades and and raised three wonderful boys but we couldn't be more opposite i've always lifted a couple days a week i've always done a lot of cardio usually running but i I injured myself running the boulder boulder a few years back and that's when i switched to spinning because i needed the the zero impact kind of i guess you'd say but a finish like i did a 60 minute endurance ride with steven t little today at 1245 right and then i got off the bike and went and got a chocolate milkshake right? <laughs> and my and my wife is the opposite like i get up in the morning and she's carving you know she's slicing radishes and getting her you know lemon water together and she just couldn't eat any better if she tried but she's done i think she's done five six rides at this point it's just not <laughs> connecting connecting with her for some reason sure and that and that's how we kind of help each other i think is that she you know she sees me eating ice cream and slaps the spoon out of my hand and, <laughs> and then i you know, I see her kind of tired that day, and I go set the bike to her height so she can she can get on the bike. And that's a dangerous just, that's a dangerous gambit, my friend. <laughs> hey, honey, why don't you go downstairs and do some exercise? Yeah, <laughs> well, she she starts every week with like this morning. You know, we're we're getting around, and I'm getting ready to ride, and and she's like, "You you need to make me ride this week, and I'll I'll make sure that you don't have any milkshakes." You know, oh, that's nice. I would so we're you know we're trying. I would, I would still be like, I'm I'm going to need that in writing. <laughs> she says that on Monday and you're on Thursday going, hey, why don't that? That could get real ugly real fast. Hopefully she had a good day. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, when we went to that, uh, the Colorado meetup, you know, there were there were several couples where both individuals rode and were, you know, hi- highly engaged in the product. And then there were other groups where like, you know, it was like my wife and I, where one of the spouses was kind of like, I don't understand this obsession. And the other spouse was all, you know, all in. Well, to and be transparent. So my wife made a, a bet with uh, one of the ladies' husbands there. They were both sub 10 rides and they both have promised that by the next meetup, they'll both be over the 10 rides threshold so you, know, you gotta you gotta take it slow they don't make a t-shirt for that i think they just make a little like wristband <laughs> yeah they, there's no t-shirt for 10 rides that's no. for sure yeah, yeah and, and tom tom may be here talking with us about the peloton but to be completely transparent he has never even approached the bike like no he, he i hasn't fa- even gotten near it i'm fat and lazy <laughs> I, mean, I always okay. i always joke if anybody saw a picture of me they'd be like i know which one of those two doesn't ride the bike but uh, uh but my background is 
is more radio. I have another podcast, and so like I, I'm like, oh, I can help. I can help in this regard. Like, yeah, I can help you get this up to speed and and keep things moving along. Yeah, and you know what, Tom? So just to that point, that's exactly how I felt. Right? I felt like, hey, I can't. I can't start a tribe for somebody. I can't get all of these people to to do whatever. But I can start a little group and try to make people feel included. So. Yeah, and it, I think it's a great idea, and it's funny because like, so I I feel like I know a lot about Peloton just through osmosis of being around my wife. And and it is interesting that it's like, you know, at first you're like, oh yeah, racing on the bikes makes sense. But then it's like, oh yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that are like, that's not why I chose it. Or that's not, or like you said, the trainers might be like, well, that's not what racing doesn't necessarily equal health. That's not what we're here for. So it's really interesting how the community is developing in all these like niches and kind of branching out in ways that maybe they didn't even envision. Yeah. And, and I will say that speaking of the trainer and their, you know, and their uh, regimen, right. Or their program that they put together and spent a lot of time on it. Jennifer has been, Jennifer Jacobs has been more than supportive of this group. And I'm, I was really upfront with her and I, I still am when I get the, the small occasions where I can communicate back and forth with her. I just continually remind her that this is her, this is her class. We're not here to hijack this. So if she ever gets bored with it or feels like it's not serving, you know, what she needs it to serve to help people become their best, she can say the word and, and we'll, uh, we'll make it go away. But she's been super duper supportive so far. How did you so that's, get that's her exciting. involved? How did you pull her in? So my name is Scott, which means so when I was 16 years old, I was washing dishes at a restaurant and uh, this waitress that, you know, was probably 24, 25 and, and she, she could just tell I was gone for her. I was totally <laughs> goo goo gaga. She would call me Scooter. And then my friends that cooked in the restaurant with me when we got to high school, they took that with them as like a way to pick on me, but it ended up sticking. So I'm Scooter all through high school. And then by the time we get to college, my friends are lazy. So it gets knocked down to scoots. <laughs> we get we get out of college and um, Will Ferrell comes out with a movie called Semi Pro about a basketball team in the 70s. And one of the characters is Scootsy. And so now that's the new thing. So it's become Scootsy. And that's kind of the evolution. So, but when I when I sign up for the product, I look and Scooter's already gone. Of course, there's probably a million Scots on there. And then Scoots is gone too. And so Scootsy is what I'm left with. And I, I actually looked, I don't know if you guys did this with your leaderboard names, but I actually looked at my wife as I was typing in Scootsy for the first time. And I said, I will never, ever get a shout out in the history of this company. <laughs> There's not one of these big, tough, bad instructors that's going to look in the camera and say, hey, Scootsy, it's just not <laughs> ever, ever, never going to happen, right? For, for no reason. So, but it was what I was left with. I didn't want to go with Scooter 1239746, right? Sure. Yeah. So, so I took, I took every instructor's class and I was just trying to, you know, just trying to get familiar with what they were, what they offered, how they trained because some of them will literally try to whip you into shape and some of them are a little more gentle. So true. Um, and Jen, Jennifer Jacobs, one day and before an 80s class, she's walking around, you know, getting warmed up. She has her little coat on and there's six minutes left or whatever or six minutes before the class starts, you know, and, and we're all just kind of clipping in and she's flipping through the leaderboard and she's like, oh, Scootsy. She's like, I don't know why that strikes me as weird. That's a weird name, but okay, well, welcome, Scootsy. <laughs> and then she keeps, and she keeps going and I looked at my wife and I said, okay, that's it. We got her because I'll tell you right now that when Stephen T. Little sees me on the board, he says, hey, Scott, how are you doing? <laughs> he wants his and, and I know he's talking to me because he's another person that will be, I can I can reach him through social media and he'll respond, right? Yeah, yeah. But definitely. I can't get, I, I told him, I said, hey, try this. Say, say hey, everyone. 
correct your form today. Go ahead and scootsy it on back in your chair. (laughs) (laughs) Or special message just for you. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or tell everyone, Hey, we're going to, we're going to climb a hill. So why don't you scootsy it on up to position three? I mean, there's all kinds of ways that he can throw that in there and not have to feel like he's, you know, less of a man at the end of the day. But (laughs) he just like, I had my 75th ride with him and he looked at, I could tell he was looking because he just made that face and he's like, Scott, congrats on 75. Um, (laughs) But, but Jen, Jen, I'll say it. So Jen wins. So she gets the award. So I do this. So back to how I, how I kind of got her acceptance was I went to her tribe. So I started the race. We went a couple weeks. We went to teams. I propped up the site and then I was invited into a secret Facebook group that you can't search for. Yeah, you can't search for, you don't know that it's available. And it was her group. It was the people that had been with her since the day she started the company. They take personal training from her on the side. Some what? of them eat dinner with her. Some of them have her personal cell phone number. And that, and I felt like, wow, I've like hit the, I've hit the deal here, right? Like, wow. Dude, like I'm accepted. Yeah. This is, this is like fitness Illuminati. Yeah. It, it is basically. <laughs> and, and I, my understanding is that each of these instructors has this. They have these special secret groups that no one's allowed to know about and you're not allowed to join they will bring you in when you're worthy and so wow. right right <laughs> that's so funny. I was yeah so I was brought in and that's where they said that's where I said hey look can one of you guys get her this information because she had put on Facebook I'd like to hear more about this and I didn't have any way to give her more about it and they gave me like the super secret knock on the door password to get to her and now I can get about two songs a week I can get her to talk about the group I can get her to mention the teams and she seems genuinely excited but I, I just want to be clear like for when people hear this that she's got her j method brand which she's built from the ground up right she's got her children she's got her personal training she's got her clothing line she's got you know the peloton stuff she's got her boxing and she does personal appearances all over the country Um, so this is like i try to be as low maintenance as i can possibly be i mean i keep the i think that's smart messages super short that's funny it sounds like like, because i i know i know some of the people involved with mr science theater 3000 and i do the same thing that i'm like i'll talk to them but in an appropriate manner like i'm always trying to gauge like i don't want to overstep and look like the weirdo <laughs> like i you know so yeah. like i i totally i totally get what you're up against yes it's like yeah uh, the- it's like club 33 at disneyland you got <laughs> you know all the secret stuff it's weird because i um like an idiot you know i just get comfortable with people really quickly i don't know why i was made that way but we had a really good exchange a couple weeks ago the numbers were really big and she was super excited about it and we had a couple of guest captains that were kind of celebrity guest captains not celebrity in the sense of like anyone outside of peloton would know them but in the sense of just within, being super popular on the site like within that um, world people know who yeah they are. yeah totally. within that world and i asked them to guest captain and they were happy to do it and that that really she she loved that idea and so we were having a good conversation and i called her buddy like just because i'm an idiot and that's just what <laughs> idiots do i was like hey buddy and then in that week's class my wife is kind of standing behind me to see what the you know because my wife's interested in how big this gets just from the standpoint of she wants to know if she's ever going to get her husband back, I think. Which she's looking for. <laughs> but but Jen looks at the camera and she's like, Scootsy, hey, buddy. And I was just like, oh, my God. I, I crossed a I crossed the line that was not really probably supposed to be crossed. So now it's it's Jen or Jennifer um, on the site. You guys will see in the page. I refer to her as Miss Jacobs because I want people to be appropriate and sure. respectful of the fact that we're bar- we're literally borrowing her time so that we can try to get in shape. Right. 
So have you gotten any any uh, data on like just how how much impact it's had on her numbers on these classes? I, I mean, has has there been a spike? I would assume. Yeah. So so this is where we're at right now, and this again is my IT background just causing trouble. I don't know where she was before we joined, but I know that before we started the group, Friday's rides were consistently won by the DJs at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right? They do two live DJ rides every Friday, usually in the evening. Yeah. And the Sunday rides are always historically won by uh, Sherman, right? With her sing-alongs and her, her, you know, yacht rocks and and all that kind of nonsense. And in the last three weeks, including this week would be number four. We have not only won Friday, but we've won the whole weekend. So, wow. Yeah. So when I got in this morning to check, she was at, Jen was at 1,408 riders and the DJs were still, the the first DJ was in the 500s and Robbins was a little over a thousand. Whoa. So it certainly benefits her for, I know what you're saying about you don't want to hijack her class, but you're also driving a lot of traffic to her class. It is. We're we're moving the needle, yeah. right, which is what we want to do. I want to be, I want this to be the biggest class in the history of the company, not because I think I'm special. I, I barely have time for this as it is, but I want to do it because I want to prove to all the people out there, like literally all the people I went to that were like, hey, back off. This tribe is not for you. I want right. to prove to them every single person on that site, all 30,000 people on the Peloton Facebook page can contribute and can be valuable and should be treated like card carrying, paying riders. Because I think all of us pay the same, what, 40-ish bucks a month, yeah. right? And we, all, and we all paid the 3K sticker shock to get in the club. Yeah. So there just shouldn't be this big huddle of us versus you. It should be one big community. And so if I can get her, you know, right now the biggest live ride ever was over, four, I think it's like 1,411 if you if you ever look at what Quay posts. Yeah, and I, I And I think, I think midsummer, I mean, I'm adding 70 people a week at this point and approximately 50, 60% of them actually ride. I think that some of them just are there to, they don't want to miss out, but they have really no intention of taking a, a 6 a.m., you know, 80s class. But 40, 50, 60% of them actually do sign up, actually do ride. And so if, if sometime middle of the summer I can get her the biggest class on record, then I'll feel like we've accomplished what we've set to accomplish. And we've also proven that, you know, the bungled and the botched, right? That all of us <laughs> kind of people that don't have a tribe are, are a force and we should be brought in. Should be brought in. And you can celebrate that by calling her buddy one more time. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you right now. That like, was, we did it, I, buddy. <laughs> I felt like the biggest idiot when I did that. Yeah, so I actually are, had to go back to the conversation and look and see if I if she had done that or if I had done that. And sure enough, I had done that. Idiot, Scott. <laughs> so, and are you going to home writer invasion? You know, so so here's the thing with HRI, and I think that for everyone that wants to go, they should. But it's just so it's so big now that I wouldn't I would feel kind of swallowed up in that environment. What I'm planning on doing is going out there in the fall, and if fast times is still going and if and if it's if it's something that benefits Jen or benefits Peloton then I'd like to do kind of a, a separate meetup just for the fast times group and they they do that periodically there's some bigger groups in there there's a group called can I swear on your podcast oh yeah sure we don't fuck okay. here <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's a group called the Bad Asses of Peloton. Okay. Now swear. Are, no, that, yeah, that was it. That was, that's, that's as brutal as it's going to get today. But and they just they have their group is 1,032 people. It's it's an invitation only. You can't. I guess you can't request. I don't How know. Do I know looked and it said invitation only. Groups? But they were they're big enough and they've been around long enough and they have enough players in their group that they were able to actually get the trainers to go out with them and do a bowling and, and happy hour. Did this and that just was happen? A, a week or two ago. I was going to say and this so, just happened a couple of weeks ago, right? Because I was seeing yeah. it all over Facebook and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is happening here? <laughs> Who are yeah. these people? Why are they all with the train? Why are they with the coaches? 
out at night. Yeah. <laughs> so so now imagine that in our setting where we're going to take everybody. Like Woo! seriously, we're going to take everybody. Like it's going to be who uh, like are you in are you in New York and do you want to ride to the 80s? Then I don't see why you shouldn't go to the bowling alley with us. I mean, there's just no there's no exclusivity here. It's literally about you trying to be the best you can and us trying to support each other. And I have been completely overwhelmed by the reaction. It has just been phenomenally awesome. On a funny, you know, when you when you're trying to set a tone of positivity on these pages, right? Because they can spin out of control pretty quick, right? Yep. Sure. Um, I delete about a post a week from people that are just inappropriate or they, they should just read their stuff before they hit enter kind of posts. And actually, one of those was for me. So three weeks ago, I deleted my own post. I got up and I read it again. And it was like, what What were you thinking when, <laughs> when you typed that? So no one is immune. No one's immune from trying to make it a more positive experience, including me. And yeah, that, that would be the goal. It would be sometime in the fall if we're still going and it's still beneficial to everybody to just let's just let's go do our own HRA. That's awesome. Well, awesome. Well, as yeah. we as we wrap up, why don't you uh, give everybody where they can find you and how they can join the group and all that? Just do that kind of little plug for people. Yeah. So if you're if you're on the OPP page, the official Peloton writer page on Facebook, you can search for me. I'm Scott Farr. That's F is in Frank A R R. And if you search for me, Fast Times at Peloton High will come up. But but Fast Times at Peloton High is the name of the group. Just go in there and request to join. Please no pot dealers or sex traffickers. We get a lot of that lately, and oh, so I gosh. just have to block those people. Oh, I thought you were but, actually making a reference to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I thought I was going to be yeah. like, what about ticket scalpers? <laughs> yeah. No, no. If, if I could rename the group right now, I would probably not have the word high in the title because I, I'm blocking pot dealers right now as we have this conversation. Oh, That's my gosh. funny. I wouldn't have thought of that. How do you know they're pot dealers? So you go. So the, the dead giveaway <laughs> is that they joined Facebook in the last week. Okay. So when I when someone requests to join the group, I have all their stats. I have how many groups they're in. I have if they have any mutual friends in the group already. Um, okay. I have when they open their Facebook account and then I can go browse it. So what I learned the hard way was the first person I added was someone named Sandra, I don't know, Sandra Bong or something like that. <laughs> and I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, great. Our first member. And I clicked accept. And then my phone blew up about 15 minutes later as they were just spamming the heck out of my page. Oh, no. And everybody, yeah, my, my kind of core membership group, right? The people that were like in the original eight were like calling me like at work going, dude, you've got to take that down. What is wrong with you? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. And so now what will happen is you'll see a picture of, of a, a wonderful family, a wonderful, beautiful family in the middle of America. And then you click on their picture because they just opened their account this week. And their background is like a bunch of marijuana plants and their whole page is like how to order from them online. <laughs> so they're getting they're getting sneaky. Right? Yeah. They're getting sneaky. So I check everybody. Like I said, I added about nine people this morning right before this call. And, and I checked every single one of them. And two, one of them was a, a Japanese, hey, honey, do you want me to come over? And the other was marijuana. And so those two got blocked. And then the other people got brought in. So Well, thanks for keeping us safe. Yeah. And keeping, just, all the, keeping all the Japanese hookers to yourself, you greedy <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I, anything it's I gotta can do. It's got to be a perk. Yeah. It's got to be a perk. I understand. Right. We don't judge you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Scott, for, for taking time out of your day to tell us about this. This sounds like a lot of fun. It is so much fun. If you rode the bike, you would know. If I was the sort of person that would exercise and enjoyed competing again in things. Yeah. Which I had neither a, of those are my thing. Well, I had a blast. I love it. I mean, huge yeah, fan. And Tom, do you like the 80s? I do like the 80s. I'm 46. So like that's right in my wheelhouse. So but, what if I could get you a song in a ride? Then would, would that encourage you to take the ride? <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd have to go through the catalog and pick find the shortest song I could <laughs> 
I could think the shortest and slowest. <laughs> yeah. I want to pick anything super fast because at first I was like, I'll pick the Ramones because that's short, and I'm like, oh sweet baby Jesus, I could never keep up with a Ramones song. I yeah. would, I would get keel over dead. <laughs> or, or take it half time, right? One of the right. Two. Yeah. You should probably start with Jen Sherman's Yacht Rock. That, that sounds more, more speed. my speed, like little Christopher Cross, <laughs> some Michael McDonald, maybe some. If I'm feeling really crazy, Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. I mean, when I hear when I hear I'm all right, I think ten speed, right? Because of Caddyshack, the whole yep. opening scene is is him on the ten speed as they play I'm all right. So it's okay. It's I've got synonymous. phenomenal news for you. What's phenomenal that? news for you, Mister Tom? Footloose is happening in two weeks, and there will be Kenny Loggins in that playlist. <laughs> and not only is Caddyshack on the list, although we don't have a date for that one yet, we've got we've got uh, Fame on the list. We've got Goonies, Pretty in Pink, Karate Kid, The Big Chill, Caddyshack, Back to the Future, Saint Elmo's Fire, Ferris Bueller's, Spaceballs, Weird Science, Spinal Tap. I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> I do love me some Spinal Tap. I can't imagine. Well, I, I can't imagine riding along to Big Bottom, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, yeah, it's obviously, but it has to happen. I mean, yeah. Big Bottom has to happen. Will so. will will Paleton be installing mud flaps? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, I got a guest captain spot open for that one. So if uh, I put it out far enough, I am not. I I no, I would feel like a like a dick if I came in and stole the guest captain spot as someone who doesn't. There are people that do this all the time that would love that. I don't want to take that from them. Yeah, I have three already, but I'm going to run five teams that week. So besides the team <laughs> I'm going to take. I I can slot you right in there, Tom. <laughs> well, we we will see. I didn't realize I'd be getting so much peer pressure right off the bat. This is a lot to take in. I'm gonna Ooh. I'm gonna sneakily get you some spin shoes and just quietly sit them next. To you the can't bike. do anything quietly in spin shoes. <laughs> that's, a, that's an excellent point. Yeah. So, well, thanks for coming on, Scott. Yes, we really appreciate you. it. Yeah. Yeah. Have a great day, you guys. You, you too. too. I don't like how he got so tricky there at the end, trying to get me to ride the bike. Well, I mean, I think I think. That it would be fun for you I think you'd enjoy it I think that you would love The Peloton Fast Times rides They're fun I think I would I What I would love more Is to watch the movies That they're named after Sitting on my couch <laughs> That's what I would love Well you haven't tried it Don't knock it No I sit it. on the couch And watch movies Plenty of times <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> So before she tries To push me anymore To ride this bike Let me just chime in Real quick and say Thanks for tuning in To episode three, three. How about that We've done three of these If you want to find us On the internet you can do that at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there you can like the page and join our group where uh, hopefully people will be talking amongst themselves about episodes or, or riding the bike or tips or recipes or so you know what have you and uh, if you want to find me on Facebook you can do that at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe if you would like to find my lovely wife facebook.com slash crystal D O'Keefe or you can find me on the bike my leaderboard name is clip out crystal and if you would like to find me on the bike my leaderboard name is not gonna happen so coming up on the next episode, we will talk to the Mills about all their wonderful dancing videos and their battle over who really owns that bike. It's a couple that it, that has one bike that they both love it. So there's lots of it's a kerfluffle <laughs> over who has the bike. So that's it for this episode. Until next time, keep pedaling.